Hello everybody and welcome to another episode of the Part-Time Gamers Podcast. You're with your usual hosts, myself, Fipsy and Welchy. Hey everyone. And today we're going to be talking about last week's EA Play event, which announced a few games coming from EA themselves. Today's of recording is the 24th of June and today was the Avengers War Table announcement, like live stream that was out today, so we're going to be touching on that a little bit. Uh, we're also going to be talking about what we've been playing, and we also have a fan's question that we will be answering in this podcast. But to start, how are you anyway today, mate? I'm good. I'm hot. <laughs> um, yeah, it's it ridiculously is. hot. What is it, like 25 degrees? Yes, it has definitely been a hot one today. Yes. I had all the windows and back door open pretty much all day. I mean, Even had like curtains shut to try and just black out the sun. Perfect gaming weather, if you ask me. <laughs> oh, I don't know. Sitting in the spare room with like the consoles on and computer and stuff, it does heat up a bit. It makes it ten times worse, doesn't it? Yeah, man. Like I'm sitting here now. I've only got my computer on, but say like yesterday when I was streaming, I had like the computer, the consoles, the TVs, and the PC screens on, and I was just sitting there sweating. It's, like, <laughs> it's just not nice. But um, no. you know, it's great weather. Should give me a reason to get outside, but. Uh, yeah, so today we're going to start with, well, something that's just happened, actually. I uh, just got back from watching the trailer. I've made a couple of notes of it, and it is the Avengers War Table. Um, like I said, I just made a couple of notes. It's a game that I was interested in, and I'm hoping, well, I was hoping that the trailer and like kind of the event that they held today was going to um, kind of get me more hyped for it, if you know what I mean. But it's, it's done the opposite. Uh, I don't know if you've watched it yourself. I've watched... Was it just a trailer? Is that all they did? Because I've watched um, the trailer. Well, yeah, they they done the trailer, and then it was kind of like a breakdown of um, things that are coming in it, like okay, the features and stuff like that. I mean, I, I didn't actually take much notice. I only took a few notes of like from the t- like from what I see and my own thoughts from the trailer and uh, just little things. But I'm going to give you a quick rundown of my opinion. So, um, like I said, first impressions, it looks incredibly average. Uh, from the trailer anyway the graphics like I was saying the world year the, the graphics just look like a buffed up version of the sims they just didn't look next gen or current gen whatsoever um, I, I mean it just didn't get me excited for it at all and the combat itself just looked like it was lacking something so I'm going to compare it to Spider-Man here because they're both Marvel games just made by different developers and comparing it to Spider-Man in terms of the combat like Spider-Man was so smooth, and this just looked clunky. Like nothing seemed to go together. Like they showed gameplay of four, and the way he was like throwing his hammer around and stomping down and stuff, it just didn't look right. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I mean with four, the perfect game for them to take inspiration from is God of War. See, like... that's what I I wanted that because when I was watching it, I was thinking, right, it's a hammer. You know, and then in God of War with Kratos, you had the axe. Yeah. So I'm like, it can't be that hard to get something similar, surely. But this, it just didn't look like it gelled together. Yeah. And it looked like it was just, I mean, I know it's the same on um, God of War, but it looked like kind of like the same, just three moves over and over again with a bit of lightning chucked in. Yeah. And it's, it, it just... it's the, when the best thing about God of War, I always find a way to talk about God of War. When <laughs> you throw the axe, it feels meaty when you throw it. But See, one of that's... the best things about that game is when you call it back. When you call yeah, the axe back to your hand and it just is like just glues back to your hand, it just feels so 
real, I guess. Like you'd call it. It's so cool. I mean, you, they do do that in this game. The axe but does. does it, would it have the, the same? Does. Well, I don't know. Obviously, we're just going on looks. So yeah, if you're playing it, it true. could feel heavy. Do you know what true, I mean? So true. where you're looking at it, the point of view of you played it. But I mean, you're not wrong. To me, it just didn't look right. So, yeah. But when you watch like the trailer of the... I mean, we're going to talk about God of War now. But the God of War reveal trailer when he threw the axe, that looked natural. Yeah. Like It looked like... Even the arm movement looked natural, but with this, it just didn't. But I think the graphics have a massive impact on that. Yeah, it, and I guess it kind of, and it just looked like when he was hitting enemies, like it didn't look like he was actually hitting them. It just looked like, I don't know, it just looked so basic. But um, you anyway, know, I don't, want, I don't want to slander this game. Obviously, there's going to be big fans of this, and there's going to be hate, like people that dislike it. But um, in terms of the story, um, what they showed was something called A Day. Um, I think it's like Avengers Day. But there was like a big catastrophe and basically the Avengers messed up something and they show San Francisco, which I'm guessing this is where the game's going to be kind of based, is um, filled with a cloud of like Terrigan mists, they've called it. And it transforms its, I'm going to say, quote unquote, victims, so humans, into inhumans. So it kind of makes them superhuman in a way. Like gives them powers. I don't know how they've worked it, but this is just what I've got from the trailer. And so that leads us to what seems to be the new main character, which I don't know if you've seen the original trailer and compared it to this one. But in this new trailer, there was a, a woman that was very heavily featured. Yes, Did yes. That? She's, yeah. and, uh, I think yeah, they announced so, her a while back, but this is the first time I've seen actual like yeah. footage of her. Yeah, cause, so she really seemed like focus was around her. So I took from it that, that like she's the main character. Yeah. Because she, she was affected by this mist. So they've kind of based a lot of it around her as she goes to the Avengers in the um, in the trailer and talks to them, tries to get them to work together to come against the supervillain, who I'm going to get onto. But the main character that they did show in the trailer was Kamala Khan, and that is AKA Miss Marvel. So, yeah, so people that are into the comics, you're going to know who that is more than me. I am a, I'm not a massive fan of Avengers. I like the Avengers films, but I haven't read all the comics and stuff, so I didn't really know much on. Miss Marvel, and they also introduced the supervillain who is Modok, and he was also a uh, a CEO of a company called AIM, who got infected by this uh, mist, and he is now like some supervillain. Like I said, the readers of the comics will probably know more than this because I don't think they've ever mentioned these guys in the films or anything like that. So I don't know too much on that. But um, there was a skill tree that was introduced in the trailer as well, which I kind of enjoy because. Um, it shows that everyone's hero is going to be different. So say if me and you was doing a playthrough, um, yeah. my four would play, well, could potentially play differently to the way your four does, depending on what you upgrade and unlock and exit. Like, should you get what I'm saying? So they've introduced yeah. that, which I think is personally quite cool. Gives everyone that like unique experience. And also there's going to be four-player co-op. So, you know... That could be one for us maybe to look at at some point. Playing, four player, so four player co-op. So it's um, I don't think they're story missions you do, but they're like called war zones, and you go to war zones and you, there's always an objective you've got to do, and uh, the missions range from like a big city or something to like small warehouses that you have to go and infiltrate, beat enemies, etc. So I mean, it's I think that's their multiplayer the way they've taken it. But there's all the characters are customizable as well. There's a lot of customization in this. See, 
everything you just said there actually concerns me. Um, that's starting to sound very much like destiny to me. That, that's what it is. Uh, that is what a lot of people are saying. It's like a destiny thing. Yeah. Um, when I looked online as well, briefly, uh, a lot of people are calling out that it's destiny. Which, don't get me wrong, I, I understand Destiny is extremely popular, well, not extremely popular, but it's a popular game. But I want... Destiny is fame or infamous for having a poor story, particularly the first game. And, okay, it sounds like they've, they've separated it here. They've got a story mode where you play as this woman with big arms or big hands, whatever it was. Um, yeah. And then these war zones where it's the multiplayer. But if these war zone multiplayer bits are going to be just boring repetitive missions I, I think that's going to go down quite badly personally yeah see i'm glad that not glad i think it's good that they've introduced a multiplayer because then because you choose the heroes so say if you've got four friends i'd uh, say if we was to play with like subscribers or followers or something that had the game as well we could we'd all be different heroes and we'd go in and, and it would be like the avengers yeah so i mean it would be like all of them together because it seems to me in the main missions of the game i don't know if you switch between avengers during a mission but i know that there are individual missions for the each avenger if, if that makes sense yeah. i'm sure that's how they're doing it so to have that four player co-op is that you will have four different avengers so it is kind of like the avengers <laughs> do you know what i mean it's like it's kind of hard to explain but no, I, that's I, what i get, I get from it so i mean like i think it's good in a way but i do get your concern of it yeah, I'm just worried that yeah, those the, those missions might seem cool at first when you're doing the co-op, but say that you're going to run out of those missions and you just you have to just do them again. Is it just going to be like one of those grindy games where you have to just keep doing it and hope that you get better loot? Or I, I don't know. Obviously, we need to see and hear more. But like you say, um, this event has actually kind of put me off the game. And yeah, yeah, that's what I took from it anyway. But I think that is maybe just us. I think a lot of people will see that and they like that kind of thing. So, yeah, obviously our podcasts are all personal yeah. opinions and it's always great to have, you know, I think we've got the best opinions, but, you know, sometimes. Of course we do. <laughs> but, um, yeah, they're always personal opinions of everything we talk yeah. about and play. But that's, everyone's experience is different. So that's what, that's what's good about gaming anyway, but... Yeah, so for me, it's not looking like it's going to be a day one purchase or even a purchase I will definitely make, if anything. I completely agree. I think it's one I'll keep an eye on. Unless they say the co-op's great. I mean, if the yeah. co-op turns out to be great, then yeah, I, I think we should give it a go. If that would be a big it, turn it a go. Yeah, but in terms of story, it seems like a one playthrough kind of game. and Yeah, so for me, at this point, is a no, even though I wanted this event to change my mind. Yeah. No, I but, you know, if there's anyone listening, you've got any other comments that you'd like to make, do get at us on Twitter. It will be linked below. We do like to hear your comments and stuff. Definitely. Should we um, discuss another game that was meant to be coming out soon and has actually got an event happening tomorrow? Oh, yes. Yes, I forgot about this one. <laughs> so, um... How did I forget about this one? <laughs> Cyberpunk. So... As I just said, well, by the time you guys listen to this, the Cyberpunk event would have happened, so you're going to know more than we already know right now. But um, what we wanted to discuss today was the delay that was announced last week, I think. Yes. I think, yeah, I think it was just before Last of Us 2 came out. So 
Um, Cyberpunk has been delayed for the second time, which is crazy to me because I could have sworn it was delayed more than twice. But um, it's this been time, around for a long time. Yeah, I think maybe originally no one knew a date, so they're not classing it as a delay. But I'm I'm sure it has been in house delayed a few times. Now before um, you go on, can I just say something? Yeah, wasn't this game like announced or thought of back in PlayStation Three? Yes, it was actually. Um, it was actually announced before The Witcher 3 came out. Yeah, so we're talking about a game here right, that's been announced from the PlayStation 3 days. Yep. And it's seeming like, I mean, you're going to go into more detail, but it's seeming like it's going to completely miss the generation it was intended for. Yep. Well, well, yeah, it is going to completely miss it because of the delay. It puts it right to the end of the cycle, doesn't it? Yep. So, so it's like, is this game ever going to come out? Well, like, really? That was my worry of The Last of Us 2, and that did eventually come out. But <laughs> yeah, yeah. this time, this game has been delayed now for another nine weeks, which is quite it's hefty. Insane. Yeah. It's insane. Um, so it's now releasing on November the 19th. Um, they have said that it will work on next-gen consoles, thanks to backwards compatibility. Um, and it will look better on those consoles through, like, up resin or whatever. But the proper, full-blown next-gen version... So the actual, say, PS5 or Xbox Series X disc or version won't actually release until 2021. But they said that was always the plan, so that hasn't actually delayed, but it's still 2021. Mm. Um, so even though the... If you was to buy it on PS4 on November the 19th, say if the PS5 come out a week later, it would work as long as you... If you're buying a disc, you have to buy the disc PS5, if that makes sense, but that's obvious. Um, yeah. It will work and it will look better on that new console. But then a even better and even better looking version will be coming out for the console in 2021. Um, the good thing is that that version will be free if you do buy the current gen version. That is what I like. That, um, that's what I really like actually about what these uh, companies are doing with games that are coming out to, with the end of the PS4 cycle is that most of the upgrades into next gen are going to be free. For the people that have bought current gen con like versions, yeah, and I think yeah. they're all going to have I, to do it now. Yeah, I think all the big games are doing it, so everyone's going to have to do it. And then, obviously, once games are released purely for next gen, then that makes sense to charge whatever whatever they're going to be. I mean, I don't know, but yeah, it I, makes sense. So I'm glad that they are doing that because I don't want personally want to buy a game twice. No, and I think companies in the past would have made you I mean it's criminal but Pokemon still released two different games but let's not get that's a different topic um, <laughs> but a question to you yep. is okay I should probably say that they've stated their reasons for the delay they've basically said the game is finished story wise it's actually finished it all works but they need the time to play through it I guess for themselves multiple multiple times to make sure everything works they need to go to every corner and crevice of the map and make sure nothing kind of no bugs or glitches or things going wrong, which I get it. It's probably, well, it's going to be a huge game. It's going to take some time. Yeah. But my question is they've had almost at this rate, oh, let's say they started actually properly working on it after Witcher three that come out in 2015. So you're thinking five years of development time, say four. Yeah. Do they need 
I mean, they obviously need it, I guess, because they're saying they do. But do you? But basically, what I'm trying to say is, do you think this is what they say, just polishing the game, or do you think there's a underlying issue? I think it is just a polishing of the game. Um, okay. This is what I was going to come up with, but you've asked the question. Is <laughs> I think what has slowed it down is the whole coronavirus. Yeah, yeah, of course, yeah. I think that has. Um, See, what it is, I think they want to... Where they've got that reputation from The Witcher 3, right? Um, game of the Year, everyone loves it. I don't see the hype, but again, we're not going to talk about that. Um, where they've produced that game and everyone loves it, they want to produce another game that's better than that. So I think they're such being such perfectionists that they want it to be the perfect game so there's no updates that need doing, there's no bugs, there's no nothing. So I think they had every intention of releasing it when they're supposed to, but with COVID and everything that's gone on, it's now made it harder for them to get through all the bugs. So now it's going to take longer to get it done. Does that make sense? Yeah, I think you're probably right. Um, it's I just do... insane to think that this game was supposed to come out for the PS4, but now it's coming out end of the cycle, more of a next-gen console game. So that leads me to my next question. Would you rather them just, considering, say... Say if the next gen version was coming out in March, yeah. Would you rather them just say, you know what? Let's forget the PS4 and Xbox One version. Let us really focus on this next gen version, and you can have it then. Um, no, because current gen games are currently fifty five pounds, and I reckon next gen games are going to be more expensive. Okay. So if I can get uh, the game the... for fifty five pounds now and get a free upgrade when the new consoles come out, I'll take that. What if they guaranteed that the next-gen version would be £55 as well? Oh, I'd say just wait. I'd, I'd be happy to wait. Um, yeah, I guess. Maybe. I don't know. Yeah. I, I agree, <laughs> but I think I, I'm, I'm they just would never do that. About, yeah, I mean, they're not going to do that because I, I don't know why they won't, but it, it's going to get into a point now that they might as well. But I think I, the main reason they won't is because not everyone... And well, actually, a large amount of people won't actually make the jump to next gen straight away. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I haven't thought of it like that. Yeah. So, I guess... uh, are you on about making it an exclusive next gen console? Or yes, yeah. Oh right, okay then. Um, yeah, okay. I see why they won't do it now. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, but um, for me personally, if it was, it would be the same price. Um, it would be on next gen. I'd be like, okay, yeah. But then that comes back to just me, for my own personal gaming needs, what what would I play until that release? No. So you're saying March, yeah? It might, it might not be, but I'm just saying if it was No, no, but I mean, like, hypothetically speaking, March. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah, actually, yeah. Because, I mean, you've got Spider-Man and that coming well, out. I could handle yeah, that. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. You've got spider well assuming we're both getting a ps5 you've got spider-man mars morales coming out this holiday season okay it's not going to be a full spider-man game we now know that but that's we're still going to want to play the hell out of that yeah and i would oh, put yeah. that ahead of cyberpunk any day for me personally really because oh, i i because of the witcher 3 <laughs> i'm just a little bit hesitant with cyberpunk i, I know in the last or well, two podcasts ago now i said i think it'd be game of the year i do because I'm thinking of other people's opinions mm, rather yeah. than my own. For me personally, I'm just a bit worried that I won't like it. But I know everyone else is going to praise it like it's God or something. Yeah, I do see that. But um, 
Yeah, no. oh, I think it'll be game of the year. Yeah, I mean we've we've touched on that, so. But yeah, it's just I don't know. It just seems to be that never-ending game, isn't it? Yeah, and I like you say I do think it's coronavirus that's caused it, and we will get it eventually. Let's but then again, move. there's another question of: Would you rather have a perfect game brought to you, or have a game that's seemingly perfect but then is buggy in certain parts? Do you know what I mean? It depends how buggy. Well, um, just an example. This is absolutely spoiler-free, by the way. But um, in my playthrough of The Last of Us 2, we are going to touch on this, by the way, guys. But in my playthrough of The Last of Us 2, um, do you know when you've got the horse, Shimmer? Yeah. It was sliding across in front of me. Oh, really? (laughs) Yeah. Okay. So, like, the legs legs weren't moving. There was a point (laughs) where I stood there, and uh, Dina was sat on the horse, and the horse just slid across in front of me. (laughs) So I was like, all right, okay. So if they're ironing out bugs like that, then okay, I understand. So that's yeah. probably what they're doing. Yeah. And I mean, we're talking about Last of Us 2, a game that was like seven years of the making. So, yeah. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Yeah. So, yeah, um, I appreciate it. I, I hope that they do deliver the perfect game, and I do hope it is a masterpiece. And everything they're doing is just going to be worthwhile, I hope. So, yeah, I, sure. I, have, I don't have massive problems with it, because I mean, we've got Ghost of Shishima coming out. You've and we've just had The Last of Us 2, so it kind of gives us time to play these games thoroughly. Do you know? I'm actually, before we move on to the next one, I'm actually like quite glad there's this kind of, after Ghost of Tsushima, there's basically not, because assuming now that we don't want Marvel's Avengers, there's basically nothing until next gen. I'm, I'm basically casting Cyberpunk's next gen, um, which gives me time to just, try and complete as many of my backlog games for ps4 as possible <laughs> yeah i mean I for mean, me i've got uh, the pro skaters coming out that's oh tony soon-ish. hawk yeah so that's but that's something that i just want to chill out and play do you know what i mean that's not like a very story driven game at all that's just like no you chill out and do things that you wish you could do on a skateboard and look cool but you know being me i'd never be able to do that so if i could do it on a game that's fine so but yeah no i do get your point it does give us a chance to Playback because obviously where we are part-time gamers, um, we don't have as much time as everyone else to play games. So when there's kind of that little break in between, we do get to finish them. So it's I I take it. I'm not overly pissed off of it. I was a bit shocked. Yeah, I think I was shocked, but also like you say, the coronavirus not shocked. But speaking of games with skateboards in them. Uh, EA, the next one. yeah, these nice little segue. EA <laughs> last week had their EA Play event, um, which was exactly a week after the PlayStation Five event. Uh, I'm guessing you didn't watch it live. No, I missed it. Yeah, I missed I, it. I, I didn't miss it. I purposely didn't watch it because I personally not a massive fan of EA. No, well, I didn't. I didn't. Well, sorry to. I I didn't watch it because you were streaming the Last of Us too. Oh yeah, it was at the same time. It was cool. Yeah, it was at, it was at midnight. It was on the launch of the last one, which probably yes. hindered its views. I'm not going to lie. Oh yeah, yeah, especially in the UK, but, um, everyone had the game. Yeah, that's why I didn't watch it. I probably was going to watch it, but then obviously the last one two was released at midnight. So, well, the I've obviously gone back and seen all the announcements and read up on it all. The biggest announcement from the event by far, and EA have actually gone to say that their tweet they announced in this game is their most like reacted to tweet ever 
and that is that Skate 4 is in development. Now, they have gone on to say that it's very early on in development. Ah, there's so a long way to go. Gonna, that's yeah. what I was going to ask you. So is this looking, well, obviously next-gen, isn't it? It'll be next-gen. I Well, I would be shocked if it come on both. I think it'll be just next-gen. It's a long way away. And from what I've heard, I've, I've, I follow a few like um, industry... I guess specialists and a lot of them have got their sources where they've said that it's actually been in development longer than they are willing to admit, but they've kind of not known what to do with it. Like they've been like, is it the right time? Should we do it? Should we not? And like kind of like not really putting all their effort in, but now apparently, well, they're clearly they've, they're putting everything on it now and they're going for it. I think, I don't know if the Tony Hawk game maybe changed like the, um, because that got quite a good reception when that was announced. Yeah, maybe that's that changed what I was things. Say. Maybe the reception of the Tony Hawk remasters has kind of given them like, right, yeah, we got to push this now. Yeah, and I mean, every well, not not everyone, but everyone who played Skate Three and loves Skate Three has been up praying for a Skate Four. Did you play Skate? No, I never did. But <laughs> I actually have fond memories of Skate Three, even though I didn't play it, because there was a time where a lot of the YouTubers I watch were just making some hilarious skate free videos and i would just watch every skate free video that come out because they were brilliant (laughs) like i didn't even play the game but i've got like a like a mutual respect for it because i know how good it can be with friends and stuff Um, yeah exactly yeah so i mean is it one i know you're going to get tony hawk is skate a game you played and want to see um i actually never really played a skate game no no I, i never really played it um, I was more like Tony Hawk's, like I mentioned in yeah. the previous podcast, like Underground and Underground 2 and stuff. And um, But it seems like skateboarding games are coming back into fashion. Yeah, like there was a There was a time, like it was more previous, previous gen, so like 360 days and yeah. PS2 days. And that was like skateboarding games era, kind of. Like there was skateboarding games left, right and centre. Like, I mean, you had Skate, Skate 2, Skate 3. And then obviously you had like all the Tony Hawk games that were coming out. And then they've kind of died out. Like I can't think of any other sort of game that was out on this current gen. No. Um, yeah. So now it's kind of like, oh, here you go. Have loads of skateboarding games. <laughs> yeah. Do what you want. It's like fucking. It's a bit overwhelming, isn't it? It's like fucking hell. Like yeah. I know people have been asking for it, but you had a whole generation to bring them out, and now you're just flustering it all in at the end. Like. Yeah. I mean. I mean, I'd, I'd probably pick it up if it if it looks like a fun game because. Um. I kind of like. I feel like they could be good games just to chill out on stream with as well, and just play through and try and do tricks and get combos, mad fucking points and stuff like that. You know. No, yeah, definitely. It's if there was going to be a skateboarding game to attract me, it would be Skate Four, just because of, like I say, my memories of watching it, um, Skate Three, and it looked good back then. And I'm sure they'll make. It's EA. They've got as much as I don't like them. They've got studios that can make good, very good looking games, and. But I'm sure will, they'll find a way to fuck it up. Yeah, like that's what I was going to say. But what I will say is, be prepared for microtransactions of like graphics on your skateboard or something. Yeah, no, yeah, there'll there'll be a plenty, and I'm sure that will be the thing that kills it. But yeah, which will be sad. But that's, I mean, I'm not slating a whole company here, but that's how EA roll. Yeah, well, yeah, if in the majority. Um, other announcements from the event: um, Apex Legends, a game that we played for a good month when it first came out i'd say yeah i did really enjoy it when it first came out but then i kind of i don't know i just kind of fell off it as someone who doesn't like battle royale games i would say it's my favorite one um maybe closely followed by h1z1 when we played that but um 
they announced they announced some new event which I'm not going to go into detail about because we don't play enough to actually understand, like know that the events how cool it is or whatever. But some cool announcements was that it's going to be coming to Steam and also the Nintendo Switch. Um, and it'll be coming to both of those in the fall, so in the autumn this year. And even cooler news for people who play this game is that it's going to be cross-play. So people that play on the Switch can play against people on PC, which is a huge disadvantage if you're on the Switch. Yeah, I was going to say, how are they <laughs> going to do that? Like, I mean, it's going to be difficult. I mean, yeah. it already happens on Fortnite, though. Yeah, but did they, did... you won a game on the Switch, didn't you? Before crossplay. <laughs> before... Oh, before crossplay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Okay. Okay. I was gonna say, how did it feel like? But yeah. Okay. If that's before crossplay, you don't really have a say in it. But I just feel like if you're gonna play it on the Switch, you're gonna be kind of redundant. I don't see how you'll I mean, be able to outshoot someone that's on a PC. Yeah, PC. I think has an unfair advantage over everyone. Um, all consoles. Because crossplay will be all consoles, not just PC to Switch. Um, but, I mean, the Switch does have the Pro Controller, which I really do love. It's one of my favorite controllers, actually. Um, but I guess if you're playing handheld, then, yeah, you're at a massive, massive disadvantage. Yeah. Massive disadvantage. But, you know, that's kind of cool that games are taking that cross-platform, especially Battle Royales. That's what I was going to um, ask you. Do you, I, well, I think crossplay is going to be almost in every game going forward. Is there a game that hasn't got it right now that you wish would have it? Um, right now, see, that's, that's the thing. Right now, I don't really play any multiplayer games. Well, personally, um, for me, I, I actually like, don't care about crossplay personally. No, see, that's what I mean. I don't care. Um, I don't really play any multiplayer games now. I mean, yeah. for me, I guess I could say FIFA. Like, yeah. that, that could be quite cool to play. Yeah. Like crossplay with, I think they need to introduce that. That would probably spice things up a bit more. Well, it's interesting then, that EA are doing it for Apex because that could then hint at it being in FIFA. Yeah, yeah, that's true. But that's all I can touch on that. Um, I don't really play multiplayer games, which is weird because that's what I used to play. But now I'm kind <laughs> of story single player driven now. But um, yeah, so for me it'd just be FIFA. And what about you? Um, yeah, I mean, I think games that could benefit from it are games like Mortal Kombat. Um, I mean, Street Fighter is a PlayStation exclusive now, but sometimes on fighting games, once the hype dies down and you, that, like, like, for example, me, I don't play Mortal Kombat anymore. You you can struggle to find online games sometimes. Yeah. And I think having the crossplay on any game really does help finding games sometimes. So I think I think that'll be one of the big benefits of next gen is that crossplay, I think give it a year even, just one more year and I think it's gonna be it'd be one of those things where if you don't have it, people are saying, Why? Yeah. I I hope it gets to that point. Yeah. Because then it also kind of like do you know when like when we was at school, you had to like it kind of also influenced you on what consoles you'll buy. Because if you wanted to play with your friends, yeah, you all kind of had to have the same console. Say if there was one of you that didn't have, like, because, I mean, a lot of us, we used to play on 360 back in the day. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So it kind of eliminates that. So I think it's something that they should introduce more. Yeah, and I, I really think it's going to be like a, a staple now. I think it will be in every game. And EA now have no excuse for FIFA. But speaking about FIFA, there were some announcements on FIFA, which I know is a game, I mean, you hate at the moment, but you love, technically. <laughs> um, it's, it's one of them ones, yeah. 
so it's been announced for an October 9th release date, which, before I go into any more details, it's later than normal, right? It's normally September. Game. Yeah, yeah, it's a month yeah. late. Um, but that's the current gen date. Um, next gen date, obviously not announced yet. Um, but they have said that next gen will have blaze, and this is this is their quotes: blazing fast load times, which every game in next gen is saying. So obviously, it's definitely a thing. Um, <laughs> deferred lighting and rendering, enhanced animation technology, off the ball humanization, and more, which is interesting. Long words. Um, yeah. Which all sounds great. They say all this kind of stuff every year. Every year, it's like ah. Oh, they're pushing yeah. the boundaries when it's they've basically made one blade of grass longer or something. But yeah, <laughs> they've also yeah. said that players can upgrade their current gen game to a next gen game for free, which again, good news. Which is good, yeah. And ultimate team progress will transfer across your generation. So if you just make your ultimate team this October, and then buy a PS5, you that will carry across. But career modes and online seasons and all basically only on ultimate team will and everything else won't although one thing they did say that would cross gen is volta which makes no sense to me i can't even believe they're still making volta but i'm let's yeah, get off that yeah. but oh see like with fifa 21 and they can say all these nice fancy long words and stuff but is the game it all comes down to the gameplay when it's released um like we've played FIFA together, you've played a bit of FIFA. It's just it's it's a crap football game, isn't it? It's like it is, and it doesn't come down to the gameplay. It's but it does come down to the gameplay because it's all their mechanics that they add in. Like they've made AI defending so hard to get past that you don't even have like the way you play the game. Like because I play Ultimate Team, well, I played Ultimate Team a lot, and I played a lot of Weekend League, which was. You had 30 games, and you know the more wins you get, the better rewards you got. Even though the rewards were crap anyway, like you'd be lucky to get something good from it. Even if you finished top 100 in the world, you would be lucky to get something good, right? Yeah. And um, so that that's their competitive. So basically, I was playing competitive, and that was all just you had Friday, Saturday, Sunday to play 30 games of FIFA, right? Yeah. And yeah, the way you play the game is you don't touch your defenders. So like you, you basically don't control, control someone else and let the defenders do the work. Yeah, because the the defensive like AI was just so overpowered. Basically, like they they throw blocks in, they tackle you, and it was so hard to break down because obviously I don't know if they I didn't really play much of FIFA 19 if I'm honest, but in FIFA 20 there's obviously there's custom tactics, right? And like so it's kind of like Football Manager. Um, you'd have drop back depth of like you know the depth that you'd play like how far your team pushes up and how much they sit back right and the big tactic everyone used to use was a 4-2-3-1 because you had your four your back four your two defensive midfielders fuck me i'm talking about fifa now and um, <laughs> you'd sit on one depth drop back that is it you'd have all your teams sitting back and you'd have fast like you'd have two outside cams and your striker they'd be your fastest players on the pitch right and you'd literally just sit back and just wait until there's a through ball on, and then you just run down the pitch, cross it in, or tap it across and score, or shoot near post. That is FIFA 20 for you. Like, it's not a good game, and I mean, if they change the gameplay, then fine, but you never know with a FIFA until you buy it, basically. And that's 
that's yeah that's my opinion on fifa 21 they can say all these nice things about it and the ea servers are crap as well just that's one thing that I, out here. that's one thing i don't I, I don't understand about i guess sports games in general like i don't really see the point of putting them in these kind of events because you're not going to attract any new people in these events most of the people that are going to play fifa are already playing it or they're going to play it because word of mouth from their mates like they what or they like football you know what i mean yeah yeah these ea events it's like okay they maybe if they're showing off how good their graphics are next gen but they got other you, games to do that and you I mean, can't you kind of expect that yeah so personally none of it really appealed to me i'll get it because it's fifa i get it <laughs> exactly yeah exactly that's that's the the hardest thing to it yeah we'll end up getting it anyway even though i don't like fifa 20 anymore i don't play it um i'll end up getting the next one but just purely because it's fifa and i've had fifas since what 2007 i've been playing fifa i mean so if arsenal lose tomorrow then maybe i won't like, just forget <laughs> football altogether but yeah just um, stick to nba mate yeah <laughs> um two more things to go through on airplay um Next one is Battlefield 6 confirmed for PS5 and Xbox Series X in 2021. Um, that's it. No actual kind of period in that year, but I would guess towards the end. Um, not much has been said other than it's going to raise the bar. Um, but every single developer out there is saying about that, about their new game. So literally this was a, almost a pointless announcement because we all knew it was going to come at some point. It basically yeah. just confirmed it. Um just a quick question on that are you excited no 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 uh i don't i can actually sit here and say i don't think i've ever played for a battlefield game oh wow really yeah i don't think i actually have because i've always played call of duty so. even mu- no multiplayer yeah no no multiplayer oh, wow. i think i've probably played a beta if that counts yeah okay but um i, I actually I, quite I think, like them i think i'm gonna say i think i played a beta but um yeah no i've I can sit here and say that I have never bought a Battlefield then. There you go. Okay. I've never purchased a Battlefield game. A few of the older ones I liked. Um, and there's rumours they're remastering one, which I don't really want them to do because it's like, get over it. But yeah. I mean, I Battlefield's coming out. Yeah. If we get it, we get it. If we don't, people will be excited for it. But there'll also be people that aren't because the last Battlefield didn't go down well with fans. So they've got a lot to make up to do. But um there was a few other announcements at the event, but one more I wanted to talk about. Um, it's from Hazel Light Studios, and I was really interested in this one because these are the guys or the, com- the company that make or made A Way Out, which right, was a okay. the co-op game where you escape prison and what I played a bit of it, but never actually beat it. Um, they've announced their new game called It Takes Two. Uh, it's a co-op action adventure game that will. Oi. <laughs> and I quote this. I apologise for the bad language, but. The quote from, um, and it's from the director, Joseph Ferres. His quote was, the game will blow our fucking minds. (laughs) 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 This sounds like my kind of fucking dude, man. Yeah. (laughs) The story revolves around parents, Cody and May, who are planning to separate. And their small daughter, Rose. Rose doesn't want them to divorce, so she creates two dolls out of clay. And these dolls magically come alive. Wow, man, that's like some fucking 
deep life stuff going on there, well, isn't it? It says you actually control both Cody and May, so the parents, which I thought I thought at this point it was going to be the dolls you'd play, but then he said, no, you play as the parents. Um, what? And he says, and you could say you're almost controlling their emotions. So obviously this is some like next-gen stuff. Like He says it's going to blow our mind. Well, fucking minds. Um, so wait, if it's co-op, that means I'm the daddy and you're the mummy, yeah? I mean, if that floats your boat, man, I don't mind being a woman, but... Um, no, but like, do you know what I'm saying? That's what I'm saying. Like, I'd be the Oh, I see what you mean. I thought you actually meant as in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it would be that way, yeah. What? And what I really liked about A Way Out, and I'll always praise them for this, is that only one person had to buy the game. So uh, I played wow. a bit of it with Andy. Andy had the game. He paid for the game. And he could invite me to play. I had to download it. But his invite basically gave me a option to download the game and play it the only thing is the person who didn't buy the game doesn't get achievements and trophies and stuff but that's understandable but um, yeah but i mean that's doesn't that wouldn't that affect a company i mean that's a good idea but then they lose 50 percent profits yeah they technically do but i also think it's a great idea because it gets me put more people playing their games and now for this next game more people are going to want to play it again it wouldn't surprise me if this time there's like actually no you gotta buy it this time but what they did well with the first one is that because people have played it, they're like, oh, yeah, do you remember that game? That was great. Let's play the next one. Oh, we both got to buy it. Fuck it. It was so good last time. You know what okay, I mean? Okay, so would you happily buy it then? That's my question. I mean, I never finished A Way Out, but I want to play A Way Out. It was a great, it was a great bit what I played. Um, and this game sounds cool. I mean, I've not seen anything. We need to see more, but it's, it's a great concept. So it's one you keep your eye on? Oh, 100%. I am. This is... One of the things about EA is that everyone says about them making the same game every year. Like, like we've, we've, we've already said, Battlefield and FIFA. Yeah. I mean, now they're making Star Wars games, but you're actually doing quite... Anyway, this kind of game is what I like to see more from EA, personally. So, I mean, I'm, ex- I'm not excited, but I'm definitely intrigued. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I think I'd keep my eye on it. Um, see what it comes from. I'm not going to hold like massive expectations for it because, again, it's a game from EA. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I've, I've been praying for a good co-op game. So if it's going to be a good co-op game, then yeah, I'm, I think I'd happily purchase it. And yeah, so it's one I'll keep my eye on. Definitely. Was there a release date announced? No, again, no release date. Which so it's kind I of like... like them ones that's in development, kind of thing. Yeah, I it wouldn't surprise me if it was a early twenty two. Okay, yeah, right. But yeah, that's the news for this week. Um, I'm going to ask you what you've been playing, but I know exactly what you've been playing. <laughs> well, uh, I'm going to start off with one that I played through a couple of weeks ago now. Well, I'd say a week, just over a week ago, and that was the Spider Man, uh, the City That Never Sleeps DLC. So I just platinumed spider-man and i thought you know what i want to play a bit more let's play the dlc so i was i've I've waited a long time to play it like i didn't play it when they was releasing each uh section because it's three parts so i bought a whole season pass so i got all three of them so i was playing through that Uh, i'm not going to go into too much i don't want to spoil anything because i think you said you might play for it at some point yeah i think i will um yeah i mean i I can. I, I know certain things. Spider Man isn't going to die, and uh... yeah, I mean, uh, I'm just going to touch on it. I mean, uh, Black Cat's in the first 
one, like the first instalment of the DLC. Well, quick question, um, before, I guess you're probably going to go on to it, but are they all separate DLCs or is it all kind of one linking together thing? Uh, they're all separate DLCs, but then they kind of link together. Okay. So uh, it starts off with the heist. That's the first one. That's when you're reintroduced to Black Cat. Then that's kind of... That shuts off, though, if that makes sense. Like the okay, heist, so that one's kind of on its own. Yeah, kind of. But then you do see... See, I don't want to spoil it. Yeah. But, <laughs> so I can't, I, don't, I can't say too much because I don't want to spoil it. I don't know if people haven't... Like, you know, it, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so this isn't a spoiler one. So you get like the highest um, turf wars and silver lining. So uh, Sable, Silver Sable, is that her name? Sable? Yes, but, from the original game. Yeah, so from the original game, she comes back in Silver Lining, the last one, because in turf wars you're introduced to Hammerhead. He's like the big new super villain, villain, villain mafia boss that you've got to take down. And, you know, it's, it's good to play. Uh, I definitely recommend playing it if you're a Spider-Man fan. Um Obviously, play it after you've completed the main story and done all of that stuff that you want to do. Because I know you've platinumed it, so you're in a good position yeah. to play through the DLC. Um, one thing I didn't like about it was, like, it was quite... Between the main missions, there was, like, a bulk, like, padding between the main missions, if you know what I mean, like, little side missions and stuff. And you introduce someone called Screwball. Ugh. Isn't she in the main game? Is she in the main game? I think she... I, couldn't stand oh, her. Yeah, okay, yeah, she's in the main game. Yeah, she's even more in this one. And it's just annoying. Oh. Like, there's, Yeah, there's so much to do with her. And obviously, I can't go into too much detail because there Wait, is actually so, an, an ending with her. So there's a lot of stuff with her. Uh, there's a lot the... of, like, challenges you've got to do. Oh, man. You're putting so, me like, off. tasks. <laughs> yeah, and then obviously, if you want to get the achievements, I know you're in a little yeah. trophy whore. So, if you want to get the trophies, you have to complete these challenges at a certain, like, not a certain difficulty, but you've got to get a certain score or above. Yeah. So, you know, I'd done it myself. I did go for the trophies. So, yeah, uh, shoot me down. But, um, yeah, so Screwball was a big part of it again. Like, she's there's so much around her. Like, not main mission-wise. No. But, but... It, like, it's bulky. Like, they've bulked it out with bits you've got to do for her. And stuff like it's it's worth a go. Like um, I'm gonna give it like like I said, it's not gonna be a massive review, guys. I don't want to speak into it. If you're a Spider-Man fan and you haven't played the DLC, play it. I'd definitely give it a run through. I'll give it an eight out of ten. Okay. That would be my final score. Like I said, it's just like the padding and the stuff between the main missions just wasn't good, and the screwball challenges done my head in. But other than that, it's you know a bit more Spider-Man, a few more missions. Um. You're swinging around more of Spider-Man. What's not to love? Do you know what I mean? That's all is I it, can um, say on that. But you like the story of the DLC? Yeah, yeah. The story of the DLC was good. It was gripping in moments. Like there was parts where you're like, oh, sh like oh shit. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, so, yeah. Um, boss battles. Nah, that was alright. How, how is Hammerhead as a villain? Is he a good villain? Like, well, not a good villain, but is he a cool villain? Like, no. It was just like he's a mafia boss. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Yeah, so like in the Silver Lining DLC, he takes her equipment. Do you know what I mean? Like, so do you know yeah. she's very and like I don't want to go too much into the story because, like I said, you got to play it. But um, yeah. he like takes her equipment and makes himself like this huge, like super villain that's like really hard to kill. And his only weak point is his head. That's because it's made out of like metal and stuff. Hence the name Hammerhead. Yeah. 
but it's also his weakness. So, like, yeah. But it's worth a playthrough. Um, yeah, so that's what I've been playing. And I don't want to touch on the other game I've been playing just yet because I want to know what you've been playing. Uh, I've been playing a lot. Because, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> technically it's... Because like, our last podcast was just the PlayStation 5 event. It's been four weeks since we last spoke about what we played, I guess. Um, you'd be surprised oh, yeah. to know... Yeah, exactly. You'd be surprised to know that I'm not actually playing Animal Crossing. Um, oh, wow. I've kind of got sick of the turnip selling, to be honest. <laughs> um, there was just, there was a week where I bought them all, and then I kept forgetting to look, and I had to sell them for like half the price I bought them for, and I was pissed off, and I've kind of just gone off it. Um, but I've been playing Football Manager again, NBA 2K20 on the Switch again. Um Gears 5, I beat the Operation. I don't think I've ever got to mention that. <laughs> uh, no, um, I don't think you did, yeah. Uh, I complete the Operation, um, which is, when I think about it, ridiculous, because ever since I've beat it and got that skin that I wanted so badly, I've not turned it on to even use the skin. <laughs> it's it's a bit ridiculous. That's because you're having some sort of problems with your controller, isn't it? Yeah, my Xbox controller. I mean, when I'm... I can play without talking to people fine it's yeah. when i use my um headset so if i'm ever playing well basically i can't play my xbox with other people anymore so that's one of the reasons um but yeah like i said before i'm not gonna i'm looking forward to next operation on gears because i want to see what characters they add and stuff and i'm hoping for more maps actually but i'm not gonna complete the operation no matter what's at the end of it um yeah but i also so obviously in the last podcast we spoke about playstation 5 event and how excited i am about ratchet and clank i took it upon myself to start playing one of the ratchet and clank ps3 games again oh wow on playstation now i've been uh streaming it um so yeah the hype for that game i was just like you know what i want to play ratchet and clank there was no point in playing the ps4 one again because as good as it is i've platinumed it and you know what i'm like with trophies yeah um, so are you going for the platinum like is this do you get platinum on this yeah, yeah, it's PS3 games have platinum. I'm, I'm not, no, I'm not even probably going to beat it. It's just I wanted to play a Ratchet and Clank game. Um, oh, just to get like that hype still going, like you were yeah. excited. Yeah, yeah, okay, I get you. But yeah. I thought while I'm playing, I might as well unlock some trophies. <laughs> um, <laughs> cool. I've only played like an hour or so, maybe two, um, but I'm really enjoying it so far. And PS Now works so well. Um, I've always been skeptical about streaming these games, but it does work. I mean, there was one point it really lagged, and I was like, oh, you know what? PS Now is shit, but I realized I was downloading like four different updates of four different games. So mm. <laughs> once I'd paused all those, it, PS Now worked like a dream. So, um, but one of the games I really have been playing and wanted to talk about is and review is Eleven Eleven Memories Retold. Um, I played all of this game on stream. It only took me three streams to beat it, four streams to platinum. Uh, so yeah, I got the platinum. And as so what's Fipsy that said, about? 10 hours? 8 hours? 8 to 10 hours? Mm, I would say to beat the game, and bear in mind I was following a guide the whole time, so I like, paused so it a lot to... Yeah, I, I did cheat, but I didn't cheat to beat the game. The game's piss easy, but I was <laughs> yeah. trying to unlock all the trophies, so I had to stop and do things in certain points. So I reckon I complete the game in about 7 hours, so you could probably do it in 6. Oh, right, okay. Um, if you just played through it and you didn't care about trophies. Um... And to get the platinum, maybe it took me about eight, eight and a half hours. Um, so if anyone out there wants an easy platinum, this is definitely one to go for. Um, 
So it's developed by Digixr, Digi, I can't say, Digixr Entertainment Studios and Ardman Animations. It's like a co-developed one. Um, published by Bandai Namco, which released in November 2018. I had never heard of it, didn't even realize it had come out, but I saw it on PlayStation Now and heard it was an easy platinum. Uh, it's a narrative adventure game set in World War One. You play as two different characters, and that is a Canadian photographer called Harry and a German engineer called Kurt. So you basically, as you probably see now, you're seeing both sides of the war. Well, I say both sides. The Canadian slash US side of it and then the German side of it. Um, they both enlist to the war for very different reasons. So Harry enlists because he's basically trying to impress a girl he loves, which in my opinion is a bit of a weird plot. But, and yeah. yeah, I mean... I what if he got it. killed? Yeah. Well, I'll get onto that. There's multiple different endings to this game. Oh, um, okay. Kurt and Kurt does it to find his son. So his son, what is already at the in in war, um, and his kind of like I guess platoon battalion have gone missing and are assumed dead. But because they've not found the bodies, he's gone there to kind of find him. Because in case he hasn't died, or if he has died, he wants to find his body. Um. That's the general plot. One thing I will say is the story is great. I actually thoroughly enjoyed the story. Um, it's it's one of those stories where, like I say, it's pointing out that there are two sides to this war, and neither side was bad. Um, obviously, there were bad people in yeah. the war, but in terms of the people that were actually doing the fighting, like these two guys, I know they're fictional, but it's basically saying there's there's good side, there are good people on both sides as well, um, and that. For example, some people had their reasons for joining. Kurt was only there because he wanted to find his son. Yeah, and um, the other one wanted there to get some, you know. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Which, in my <laughs> opinion, is not the reason to go to war. But. Yeah. Um, so the story is great. But other than the story, it wasn't too great. Um, the gameplay was actually quite boring. Um, it nothing particularly fun to do. Pretty much just pressing X every now and then to do things. Um, I've... I actually spent some time after the game trying to think of some fun parts and I, I really struggled. <laughs> um, I mean, most it's a narrative adventure game. Like I said, most of these are like similar, but they at least have some form of gameplay. Like, for example, they could have conversation trees where you have different options. Like, you you know what I mean? Like, uh, Detroit Become Human. Yeah. It's a very... It's a narrative adventure game, but everything you do impacts things, and your choices of what you say impact things, uh, which which gives you some sort of immersion to the game. Or there's puzzles, or there's like quick time events. Something like different that, dialogue. As yeah, well. yeah. I mean, there's just something to make you feel like you're playing a game. I guess um, mm. this didn't really have anything like that. I mean, it had a few puzzles, but I barely called them puzzles. Um, and there were a few good bits, like guess but nothing nothing that stands out um all i really remember doing is picking up collectibles and taking a few photos with the guy who's a photographer so it really wasn't great um so basically i'd say it didn't need to be a game like the story was good so it could have just been a book or a film you know like i could have just watched it i didn't need to play it because it yeah i think i heard you say um because i watched it as a viewer yeah uh, i think i did remember you saying that you think it would make a great film yeah it would but yeah. and to be fair they could just use the people that was in it because it, they they had some good voice actors in there so yeah you, had, you actually pointed it out when you were playing 
bloody Frodo Baggins. Yeah, Elijah Wood played <laughs> Harry the photographer. Like when I first watched it, I was like, "Hang on, he sounds so familiar. Why does he sound familiar?" And then I, I just kept listening. I was thinking, oh, "Fuck me, it's Frodo." <laughs> I was like, "What the hell? How did they do that? Like get Frodo to well, be in yeah. this game?" I have no idea. I didn't. Um, I, I when I googled the game afterwards, I did see there was he did a, quite a few interviews about it as well. But um, no, they they did a very good job with the audio and the voice acting. It was actually bloody good um and larger wood is one of the highlights and also whoever the guy who plays kurt is i mean you might be famous i'm sorry if he is but um he also does a good job um but the music as well some scenes in particular had really epic music um particularly at the end of like a they call them parts part one two and three um they typically had quite an epic scene well they tried to make it epic the music was epic the gameplay wasn't um yeah uh but the one thing that really lets this game down, and I think it was actually one of their selling points, is the visuals. Now, you yeah, saw me play it. Um, yeah, that, that's what I was going to say. As a viewer of the game, I didn't like watching it because of no. the visuals. Like, I get that they wanted to be different and have that sort of art look and feel to it, yeah. but I just think they could have just done it more justice, the game and the story. If it would just look like normal. Yeah, I I completely agree. Um, so the art style is inspired from impressionist art. And for the first chapter, or maybe two, I actually thought it was quite interesting, a cool way to tell the story. Because it was like almost like, it almost seemed like the way they're trying to get this game across is that these two guys are telling their side of their story of what, their time in the war. It's yeah. almost like they're telling it to like an artist and then the artist is painting his interpretation of it. Do you know what I mean? That's what it yeah. felt like. And I thought, you know what? That's actually quite a cool idea. However, a couple more chapters in and it just become incredibly jarring and annoying to look at. It was just horrible and frustrating to look at. It, it, I get it. I get the way they was trying to go, but it just ended up looking blurry the whole time. And... I don't know. I think it just felt like it was the game was trying to be too artsy and different to other games. It just I can't explain it. It's just it's just so blurry and by the time I'd finished it I'd forgot what it felt like to play a game with good visuals. I mean we played FIFA I think like the day after and I was like, Oh my god <laughs> FIFA's <laughs> amazing, but it's it's not, it's just that game was just so hard to look at. Yeah. I think if they could have just they couldn't even keep the art, it was just too blurry. If they could make it a bit less blurry and I don't know, just to change it a little bit. I keep the art, keep it, make it like an art painting. That's fine. It was just, it was too blurry and too annoying to look at. And it really is unfortunate because it really pissed me off. Like it really genuinely pissed me off. And it made me want to hurry up and beat the game even more. Um, And I can appreciate everyone on the stream who was watching, obviously probably didn't enjoy it too much either. But in summary, um, the story is great. The voice acting was great, which helped the story as like make it as good as it was. There's a few good parts, like good. There's actually a couple of twists in the story, which were really cool. Um, and as I say, it would probably make a bloody good film or a good book. But as a game, it's not good. It's not good. I wouldn't tell anyone to go out and play it unless they wanted. Unless it was maybe someone who wasn't like new to games and they just wanted to press X every now and then. Um, but yeah, even then, I'd be. say. The visuals are too bad for it. A good introductory 
kind of game. Yeah, it's so easy. But unfortunately, um, because of the visuals and the gameplay, I, it's it's not a good game I can recommend. So I'm going to give it a 5.5 out of 10. Oof. Oof. Yeah. Okay. And that is solely on gameplay alone. I mean, if it had... Uh, sorry, on story alone. If it had a crap story, this game wouldn't even... Oh, I'd, I'd dread to think what score I would have given it. <laughs> so, this is why I wanted to leave this last. So, this is a game I know we've both been playing. A lot of people have been playing because it's just been released. We've spoke about it in the podcast. Uh, is The Last of Us 2. Yeah. Um, I've completed it. So, this is why we're not going to talk about it a lot on this podcast. We're no. probably going to do a... I don't know if we... Will we dedicate a full podcast to it? I feel like we could slash should. Um, well, I guess it's something we could talk about. I guess also anyone listening, if you are interested in a podcast just talking about our thoughts on and opinions on The Last of Us 2, then let us know on Twitter or Instagram or Twitch. Come into Twitch and talk to us. Um, yeah, yeah, of course. But uh, yeah, so we're not going to touch on it too much. I just want to ask um, Welch's first impressions because, I've, like I said, I've completed it. I know what happens. I'm currently still recovering from it. <laughs> so, Welchie, what are your first impressions of The Last of Us 2? I mean, I, can I, t- I guess I can touch on the graphics and stuff, but... I love it, man. I, I'm i blown away. Like, okay, oh, yeah. I can't tell you how much I love it. Uh, I'm only eight hours in. Obviously, I've got a long way to go. It could go badly still. I don't know, but I just, personally, I don't see it going badly for me. Um, but I am, I am genuinely loving it. Okay, um... So is it the story so far you're loving, or is it the gameplay? Is it the graphics? What is it? Or is it everything? Absolutely everything, man. Like, uh, obviously, like we said, we're not going to spoil everything, but things have happened in the game already, which are huge and emotional. It's gripping. It's emotional. It's violent. It's it's exhausting. You know, yeah. it's it's actually emotionally and just it's exhausting and- to play. It's not a game you would say, oh, do you want to have fun? play the last of us 2 it's not a game you play to have fun do you know what i mean it's a game you play to be emotionally affected i think and it it hits it on the head i can see i mean i've like you said i've not listened to any other people's opinions because i don't want anything spoiled but i can see people saying it's too violent i personally don't mind it because i think it's showing how a world in this if there was a zombie apocalypse now it would be violent Okay, I'm going to answer that for you because obviously I've seen people. Uh, no one has said it's too violent. Oh, okay. okay. <laughs> yeah, no, okay. I'm, I'm going to be good. real. Uh, no one has said it's too violent. Good, good. Um, but it's, it's very violent. Yeah, no, but it's good because that's what I think. Obviously, we're not going to touch on it too much, but that's what I think partly the first one missed a little bit. What? The first one's violent, man. It's not no, as no, no, violent. No, but like, that's what I'm saying. Like, this one's violent, violent. The last one was violent. Do you know what yeah. I mean? Like there's yeah. the way you like take down um, zombies and stuff is different. Yeah, no, yeah, it is, it's yeah. more like I don't want to say realistic because I, I don't want to slate the first one at all because I absolutely love the first one. Yeah, um, this is more kind of how you do it. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, and is, is that making sense? But um, I guess we could touch on the graphics. I mean, it is one of the best looking games I've seen. Yeah, I mean. The- there's a few moments in the game where I thought that looked a bit odd, but it's nothing 
like crazy. I don't want to say no, no, what no, part no, I mean it's because not, it's, no, it's a, technically a spoiler, but there were parts where I thought, oh, that face doesn't look perfect. But then I'm like, but everything else does look perfect. Like is they, the the scenery, oh, I think yeah, the, scenes, the scenery, is the scenery and stuff. Yeah, that's yeah. what they've done really well. Yeah. I'm the same boat as you as like the way some people look. I'm like, yeah, yeah, you, you, no. But um, in terms of like trees and etc like, i don't want to go into detail because obviously there's parts of the game that i don't want to give anything away yeah. but um yeah the, the scenery and stuff where it's set and how like mother nature has taken over they've really got that right i think yeah 100 percent. like how everything's overgrown because obviously where it's set so far in front of the first one you had in the first one everything was starting to get overgrown like there's yeah. bits of grass growing on the pavement but now it's like buildings are just overtaken yeah by vines and stuff like that so they've done that really well but then again you come to expect that yeah i think from this game like you you expect like if you turned it on and it looks like the original which don't get me wrong there's nothing wrong with what the original looks like but if it was to look like that you'd be like what the fuck no yeah we're we're seven years ahead now you you can tell we are as well you can really tell because it i think going back to play last of us now you'd be like oh wow like this is seven years ago you know what i mean yeah, and also I think the voice acting has done has been done really well as well. Oh, like, I, I've made. That I know note. how far you're. I know how far you're in, so I yeah. know what not to say. But uh, I think the voice acting is done really well in this game, like really I've well. Like literally made a point here where the voice acting is some of the best I've ever seen. It's incredible. Yeah, so obviously, like people know the characters in it. So, um, yeah. But for me, I feel like Joel kind of sounded different. Yeah, he might. I, I did that I, you when you first started playing. But... Like, he sounds like he's been smoking like 200 packs of cigarettes. <laughs> I mean, he might have been. I mean, it's a stressful time. But... Yeah, yeah, but do you know what I mean? Like, he sounds more yeah. huskier. Like, like yeah. I don't know. I can't do it because I'm not a voice actor. But yeah, for me, he didn't sound like Joel in the first game. But then again, you've got to take the years. So, unless they've done that intentionally, because obviously he has gotten older, but not. it can't be massively older because it's no. what, seven years? Like, they've yeah, actually done it in the. Yeah. Is it eight? Oh, you mean, do you mean the actor? Yeah. In the game, the game years, it's four years. On, yeah, no, but I'm about like seven years. Oh, no, seven from, years from the actor, yeah. Yeah, Yeah. so obviously, like, he probably got a little bit older, so, like, his voice might have changed in itself, so it's like, yeah. does, does that affect it? But yeah. yeah, no, for me, the voice um, the voice acting is done really, really well. Really no, yeah, well. it's everything, almost, I'd say pretty much the whole game. So far, what I've played is incredible. I don't want to get too excited in case i end up not liking some parts but one thing a couple of things i've noticed i wanted to point out is um the the gameplay for me is so good like one of the things i'm loving is that they've added the prone you can go prone yeah i think that was an excellent decision for them to add that um one thing i didn't think i was gonna like but i do like is that when you get shot you fall back Oh, well, like the knockback, like you can't yeah. do. Yeah, and it does knock your aim off as well and stuff like yeah. that. Yeah, but I quite like it. Yeah, because no, because you, it's, can, it's cause you can aim when you're on the floor. Yeah, but it's also realistic as well. Yeah, I, it's just, I, it just feels so good to play. And like even when you're just searching around, in like the quiet moments, the, the pacing in this game so far has been great. Like you have these really intense moments, then it goes quiet and you can just look around. And mm. I like just smashing things open and, picking things it's, it's hard to explain but it's, the world it just seems like you can interact with pretty much everything and uh, 
yeah, I don't want to talk too much because obviously I've got a lot more to play. But yeah, the um, other thing I've noticed that Ellie, the main character, obviously in this game, is nowhere near as funny as she was in the original. But that's for obvious reasons. I think that's because she's older now and she's seen some shit, you know. Yeah, so and I she's, mean, she's not as happy as she was in the original game for I obvious mean, you, reasons. You're not, you're not gonna. Yeah, I was gonna say you're not gonna be, are you? <laughs> no, yeah, yeah. For obvious reasons, she's not as happy. But you know, I do kind of miss, like, her and Dina have try and have like a bit of banter every now and then. But it's not. Ellie was so funny, I guess, in the first game. You know. But that's it's. But then it's like the world has taken its toll. No, yeah, I know it. It is completely intentional. Yeah. I yeah. just kind of missed that funny side of The Last of Us, I guess. Of course but, you do. Yeah, yeah. Of course you do. Um, the one thing I do want to say, uh, a dislike I do have, is actually the dodge system. Yeah, I, I, I agree. I do struggle with it, and um, I don't think it's perfect. Dodging yeah, zombies and stuff. Yeah. Um, corner like, zombies, walkers, runners, if, whatever. If you... Because I was, this was going to be in my like our review podcast, but I'm going to mention it now, because we are just touching on other things. But it's like, if you're going to introduce something like that into this kind of game... You've got to get it right, and I don't think they've got that right. Um, yeah, I feel like I'm pressing it at the right time. Like I know how to like dodge on games. Like I'm not crap. Like yeah, I know how to dodge, and I'm I know I'm pressing it right. But then you'd still get hit, and yeah. it's kind of where the characters will carry on. Like the zombies will carry on punching until yeah. you dodge. Yeah, it's like come on, don't force the mechanic. It, it makes it feel unnatural in a way. No, but, I, know, that's, that's a good point. That's that. That was one of the big, like, things I didn't like. Yeah, but yeah. No, so I... just to touch on it, that's all I wanted to get out. I only wanted to know your uh, opinion because I haven't actually asked you that, and I haven't watched you a lot. I mean, I've watched when you have streamed, but obviously you haven't had a lot of time to stream it. So I just wanted no. to know how you've got on with it so far. And as someone that's completed it, it's nice. It's it's good to hear. I guess. Yeah. I mean, I've got a, probably about. 15 hours to go so I'm I say, by the next, how you play yeah I'm hoping by the next podcast we'll be able to talk about it yeah hopefully you've got two weeks boy hurry up <laughs> <laughs> um, okay so should we go on to our well before we go on to our next uh, listener question for this week we haven't discussed the one from four weeks ago so four weeks ago we had a, the question from Andy which is what video game we world we'd want to live in yeah we had that and we have asked you guys to give us the world you would want to live in so i guess we should discuss them so there's some good good answers here some questionable ones which we all obviously consider as well um so black betty has said that she would like and i like this one i really like this one she would want to live in a roller coaster tycoon wow. and i think that's a great shout because if you just think because basically the idea is that you can't be... For example, if you pick Gears of War, you couldn't be Marcus Phoenix. You would be you in Gears of War. So yeah. if you put you in Rock and Roll, uh, in Roller Coaster Tycoon, imagine you're just there in this place and you can just go on these rides constantly, constantly, constantly. These people never run out of money. <laughs> but wouldn't that get boring? Well, you could think so, but the whole like point of the game is you're constantly adding new stuff. Oh, right, okay, okay, so... Like, the like, person making the roller coaster park is constantly... Do you know what I mean? But then that takes away from what you said about being in the Gears of War, because then, like, no, you wouldn't be Marcus Vince, but then you'd be the main character. So you'd be that big, badass no. person. No. Betty, Betty would be 
a person in the game. Oh, like an NPC. She'd just be someone that goes yeah. on the right. She'd be a person oh, on the right, and there'd be okay. someone. Someone would play in the game, and she'd okay. like you know what I mean, still making new rides and stuff. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I get you. I get you. Yeah. Right. That makes sense cool. then. I was the gonna only... say like if you're just playing like going on the same ride. Like... No. Yeah. I, I. I mean, she probably would get bored at some point. But, <laughs> yeah. Um. The only bad thing I would say to you, Betty, is that on that game person playing it has the potential to make a hole in the ground and put you in it with no way of escaping so like, i'm just, just chucking out there yeah it perfect. could happen to you <laughs> <laughs> but no that was a good one um next one is from our good friend jordan and this is one of the questionable ones <laughs> and i actually challenged him sorry if you can hear the dog barking um he said which are free now I instantly replied saying, hold up. I don't <laughs> think you understand the question here because The Witcher 3, and I said, I literally sent him a picture of a few of the disgusting, scary enemies from that game. And I just put, are you sure? Because <laughs> you would not want to live in that world. And he went, yeah, yeah as long as I, go on. This is a guy that found Horizon Zero Dawn scary. Exactly. I mean, he'd probably find, I don't know, he'd probably, he'd probably find a way to find FIFA scary. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> so uh, he thinks a ball's gonna come flying out at him. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> oh, I thought my glasses were 3D. Um, so yeah, then I said, no, you wouldn't be a Witcher. You wouldn't be a kind of Gerald. Is that his name? Yeah, um, Gerald. 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 You would be a normal person living in that world. And he went, oh, in that case, no, I don't want to live there. And he he then decided to choose GTA, which is a bit of a cop out. And again, is it though? It's kind of just like Living what in real GTA life. though. Yeah, but like what GTA? Yeah, well, he did say GTA Five. He said, "Well, there you GTA go. That 5. puts him where's in GTA Los Santos. Yeah, Los there you go. It puts him in Los Santos. What's not to love? Girls walk around in bikinis, beaches, clubs, strip clubs. Okay, but you got to think. There's people. Imagine the way we play GTA and the way we drive. You're a constant threat of getting run over in that game. <laughs> I mean, you kind of are in real life as well. You know, I've seen your driving. Yeah. So. Ah, man, come on. <laughs> but that was um, Jordan's choice, an interesting one, if not a cop out. But cool. uh, yeah. two more um, is a uh, one from Robbie, who is a guy I work with. And uh, Fipsy, I think you're gonna. I don't think you're gonna like this one. He said he'd want to live in FIFA. Why? Well, his his reasoning was that when things go wrong, you can just quickly restart. You can't restart. Oh, he doesn't play online then. He must play like... Oh, yeah, yeah, not online. No. Um, oh. Like career mode stuff, which I get. But, but then technically, you can do that on any game. And yeah, you would just be playing football. You're right. But um, yeah, Robbie, I, I mean, the more I think about this answer, the more I just don't get it. <laughs> because... Um, you can restart any game as well, like restart from checkpoint. I mean, NPCs, I guess, can't. But um, yeah, I, I, I FIFA's, don't know. FIFA's quite weird. That's a cop out one. <laughs> there's no explanation to it either. Like, yeah, okay, FIFA. I just want to play football all the time. I mean, it's a, it's a, I mean, some people do to do that for a living, but it'd be a good way yeah, to no, live. No, no, but... that's what I'm saying. Like, out of all the games that are out there, I mean, is he a gamer? Like, is does he play? A game? Uh, not, no, not like we are. No. All right. Well, they okay. FIFA's understandable then. <laughs> and last one, another guy from work, James. Um, he has decided to join me with Pokemon, but he had very different reasons. 
So he said he would he would live in the Pokemon world, but he would go there and fight for Pokemon rights because he. When you think about it, it's animal abuse. Harsh. I know they're your work pals. Uh, is he a vegan? <laughs> it's so funny you mentioned that because he used to be, um, <laughs> but he's not anymore. Um, but I, I I thought it was a funny point because I I do think he's joking, but I'm also not sure if he's joking. But um, I mean, if he was a vegan, he's not joking. <laughs> but yeah, um, they're good um, contributions, guys. Um, please do when we discuss the next topic, let us know your decision uh, thoughts on the next one. Um, yeah, really appreciate, it, guys. It's nice to yeah, get a bit of interaction in it. Interaction's good, good yeah. Um, so if we had to pick a winner, Black Betty, you won this week. Yeah. So. And speaking of, this question this week comes from Black Betty. And the question is, if we could create our own game, what would we make? So, Fipsy, I'll let you start, unless you want me to go first. Okay, I'll I'll start, it's fine. Right, so, this was a hard question because I first looked at it as trying to think up a completely, entirely new game on the spot. And I was like, no, this is too hard. So then I kind of broke down the question and said if I could create a game and I've taken it from an anime series I don't know if you guys well if any of the listeners watch anime I highly recommend it it's called Sword Art Online and so if I whoa, had all whoa, the money whoa, 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 whoa. this is a TV show called Sword Art Online yeah what's the online bit about yeah I'll, I'll get into it man <laughs> okay, okay, okay 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 I mean there is games for it but that's the concept of the game like They've made games of the anime, do you know what I mean? But, like, let, okay. let me just explain it, right? Yeah. So, if I could, because what it is, it's basically VR, right? So, the con- so I'm not here to talk about the series. This is the game I'd make, right? So, it'd be a, a full-dive VR headset. So, basically, it links to your brain. Oh, and wow, takes, yeah, okay. And, and you're, like, 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 you lay down in your bed or on your bed or sit on a chair. Well, probably laying down because you're sitting there for ages playing it. And it links to your brain and it dives you into a world where you can literally... It, it's like into a big fantasy world. This is where I'd like gaming to be. This is what I'd love it to be. So it's like a full headset, VR, linked with your brain. So, like, you kind of feel it, smell it, like, all of that. Like, you are fully immersed, right? Yeah. And you could be anything you want. So you could be a mage, swordsman, all of that. And that's how I'd like to do it. So you could have, like, uh, clans, guilds, things, like... You could be murderers, so you could go around killing other like players, or that like there'll be tournaments in there to find out who's the best fighter in the world is, like who the best swordsman is. So like you'd go out hunting and fighting and stuff to build up your own swordsman skills and stuff like that. Um, so yeah, that's what I'd make. Have you got any so, questions? Yeah, is that what? So is the show about that kind of thing? So is, yeah. it, is the show about VR? Yeah, so right, so okay. Uh, if you if you want to talk about, it, I could talk about it for days, mate. I love this series. <laughs> um, but so in the series, it's full dive. But if it was created by some mad mad game developer, and um, in the game he took out the end game, so once you're in the game, you're in it. Do you know what I mean? Okay, like he, yeah, he yeah, yeah. That you couldn't exit the game. Yeah. And so if you died in the game, you died in real life. Wow, okay. That's yeah, so like it quite sent, a cool concept. It sends shocks to your brain, so it kills you, because obviously it's linked to your brain. So that that leads me on to a question. In the game you're making, if you die in the game, do you die in real life? 
Oh no, no, you're not. <laughs> okay. No, no, no. Okay, I mean, I'm not that out of order or mad, but no, you'd probably <laughs> you'd lose something. You lose like gold or something like that. I don't know, or you get robbed. Yeah, but you know what I mean, standard, like standard game stuff. Yeah, you'd have like them kind of people that would just go around killing people, making lives people hell. That you do get in games, but this time it's like More real real, people yeah. doing it. Um. So yeah, so I feel like that's where I'd like gaming to be. I'd love it to be like that. Like imagine that. Like you're just laying on your bed. You got. I mean, you probably look like a twat with a helmet on. <laughs> but the gaming world would be great. I think like it'd be full of fucking like dragons and stuff. Like I'll just make it full fantasy, full dive. Yeah. Or like if you wanted to be a professional shooter, like you go around shooting. Like do you know what I mean? Like you could be anything you want. Yeah. In this fantasy world, that's what I'd make if I had the money and the skills and stuff technology yeah that sounds cool it actually does sound cool um but yeah so if you haven't watched the series guys this is we aren't sponsored or anything this is just my personal opinion go watch sword art online it's a great series yeah highly recommend if you're into that anyway but yes yeah, so what's your game so again like you say it's hard to think of a game from scratch um if i could i'd probably already made one and i haven't so there you go um so, but then once I, like you, decided to look at it in a different way, it did not take me long. So I actually went a way of basically, I was going to take parts from games and kind of combine them. And then I got to my first two games and I was like, you know what, actually these two games would just make a perfect game. So I've made what I believe is the perfect game. I believe every critic in the world would give it a 10 out of 10. <laughs> and Microsoft, if you're listening and you want to make this game, you can't unless you pay me. So don't don't even try it. <laughs> so my game would basically be Gears of War. Right. But in Resident Evil style. Now hear me out. <laughs> hear me out before you, before you say yeah. So it'd be a first person horror. First person. So Gears of War is typically third person. This would be first person. And you would play as just a genuine normal citizen just like us you'd play as a normal person uh the game would start i've gone into quite a lot of detail because as i was thinking about this game i was actually thinking about making it because it's that good <laughs> um the game would start on e-day so people that not played gears of war e-day is the day that the locusts come out from the ground emerge the emergent just sorry emergence day um so you'd play on it'd be in the gears of war universe like literally everything in the gears of war universe but just horror um so you'd be on a dinner date with your wife or your husband or whatever whatever I don't know if you want to make it a female protagonist, male, whatever. You're on a dinner date with your partner. And then during your date, the locust emerged from the ground. Like, it's literally an emergence day at your feet. Um, so the game will start, obviously, with in that kind of place. You and your partner are trying to run to safety and survive. But eventually, say a chapter in or whatever, you lose your partner. And they're basically captured, taken away from you. And that then basically turns the game into the mission of both trying to survive but also trying to find and save your partner a typical typical horror game yeah um so it's e-day so no one knows anything about the locust so unlike the gears of war games they already know about the wretches and stuff and the the brumax whatever on this bit no one's ever seen these things before so everything's terrifying because basically the monsters you had in your dreams are real now so um so the protagonist is going to be scared. You're going to be scared playing the protagonist because you're also in first person. So everything's going to be more up close and personal than Gears of War. Um, so, yeah, the first person view would make the encounters terrifying. So, for example, 
everyone that's played Gears, you've played Gears, Fipsy. Imagine yep. the wretches like jumping around and actually like jumping on you and attacking you. I know they do in Gears, but imagine them in a first person view. I mean, I personally, especially if like they made the graphics, I mean, the graphics are great, but like really, really close up graphics, really good. I think it'd be terrifying. Um, especially, I'll, I'll go into those details actually, but imagine also like the Ferron guards, the boomers. The boomers are huge. Imagine in first person seeing a boomer or a corpser, the Brumax, and then obviously because it's E Day, General Ram's alive. Spoiler for people who've not played Gears 1, he's dead now. <laughs> um, General Ram, you know, like just seeing him. Um, yeah. So, in terms of gameplay, it had no combat at first. Like it would start off with you just having no nothing on you. You're a normal citizen, so you didn't come to the dinner date with a knife or anything. Well, I guess you would at the table, but you'd have no weapons or anything. But eventually, at some point, I think you would have to add weapons and like to make it a bit more interesting, a bit more Resident Evil way. Um, but because you're a normal citizen, the ammo would be quite limited. You'd have to actually find it, and it would be difficult to find this ammo. And it'd add to the suspense as well. Like you can, you only got a certain amount of ammo. Do you take on this next enemy or do you try and hide and escape it sort of thing? Um, in terms of setting, I'd make it in tight spaces, like abandoned houses and buildings because the tight spaces make for more jump scare opportunity, as you know from Until Dawn, Fipsy. Yeah, um, yeah I don't know. <laughs> and yeah, so the locusts would obviously be searching these houses because they've just come through the ground, so they're looking to kill people and whatever, take over the planet, so they'd be searching. So that's why you'd you'd be in these houses trying to get out and find your partner. Um, and eventually you'd have to go underground into the locust tunnels to find her because you'd work out that's where she's been taken from. Spoiler alert, guys, by the way, from my game, the partner's in the tunnel. <laughs> um, and of course, being a citizen, going down into those tunnels is going to be terrifying. So um, I genuinely believe this would make for an absolutely incredible game. And so where like does said, Resident Evil come into it, sorry? Well, Resident Evil's a horror game. I wouldn't actually take the story from Resident Evil, none of that. I would just take the Resident Evil style then, of game. But then Gears of War it could be classed as like a horror shooter as well. No, I mean, maybe for Jordan. Yeah, maybe like, for Jordan, no, like, that's not a horror game. It, you put it first person. That's yeah, what you... Okay. Okay, yeah, yeah. Gears of War, first person. No, but you've also got the Resident Evil side, especially Resident Evil 7, I guess we should say, of have being basically a normal person. You're not you're not Marcus Phoenix, this guy with a gun with a chainsaw in it, you know? You're not this badass, yeah, yeah, fucking yeah. massive I, I, dude. Yeah, yeah, I get that. But then it is like Gears of War, first person. No, it's, it's not. It's not. It's, <laughs> it, it would be more horror. Like It would have more horror elements. I get your concept, but then, like, because you're still using the Gears of War, like, enemies, locusts. And oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's 100% Gears of War world, because I love the Gears of War world. Just more horror. I wouldn't want to live there. No, I, thought that. I wouldn't want to live there. I don't want to make a game there, though. Um, and I just think those enemies, personally, I don't... Uh, yes, they're technically scary, but I think in a horror game... If they do it in a horror game way, the music more horror, more jump scares, more I don't know, up close and personal first person action and playing as someone without any kind of ability to take these enemies on. Training and stuff. Yeah. And they could even be like a cameo from Marcus, he like might come and save you at one point, and that'd be sick, but 
you know, <laughs> I'd need Microsoft's permission to do any of this. So Microsoft, if you're out there listening, I want to make this game review. Let's 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 do this. <laughs> yeah, okay, I'll get you. Yeah, I'd play it. I um, mean, not willingly. I'd, I'd play it for it because you made it. Otherwise, I'm, yeah. I wouldn't be a good friend. Be like, fuck you, I'm not playing your game. <laughs> but um, I'd I'd play it. Probably shit myself. I probably wouldn't complete it because I'd probably be too scared. So. Um, yeah, I'd play it. It's a good concept. It just I, it does sound it like first person Gears of War to me. Yeah, yeah, I guess no, so that's it, what I'd make. Yeah, no, if, it wasn't a brand new game. It was just what would you make, wasn't it? So yeah, and I love Gears enough to know that that is what I'd want to make. If if I could ask, I guess the same question. If God or someone said to me, look. Okay, if Gears will come to me and said, what do you want us to do? I'd be like, you know what, scrap Gears, whatever you're doing for Gears 6, just scrap it for now. Trust me, make this game. But then be I guess like, a lot of Gears fans wouldn't like that. But, you know, I would. like Gears of War, maybe like a DLC or a standard, like a separate game. Well, yeah, like they've done Gears Tactics. They've gone to like a strategy kind of format there. Yeah, this would be like the horror format. Branch out to the horror side, yeah. Yeah, okay. That's, yeah, makes sense. I should make games for a living, man. <laughs> I really should, but yeah. Um, thanks um, for that question, Betty. That was a really good question. I, I, as you can tell, I really enjoyed thinking about that game. Um, and for anyone listening, we'd like to know what game you would make. Um, so if you'd let us know on any of our social media platforms, Twitter, Instagram, which we'll talk about, I guess, in a second, Twitch, and Discord, anything. And we'll discuss it in the next podcast. Yes, we shall. And that obviously doesn't have to be a brand new game. Like you don't have to sit there racking your brain about a brand new game. If you like, if it, even if it's a TV series you like to see as a game, anything like that, any two games you want to merge, yeah, throw them our way, and we could even mention it on the next podcast. Imagine a Gears of War. Oh, okay, a, a FIFA, but with Gears of War characters. That would make no sense. <laughs> Well, you know, that's the kind of thing you and guys then, can let us know. But then Cole would just pick up the ball and run through everyone. Yeah, that, yeah that'd be true. <laughs> You've been listening to the Part-Time Gamers Podcast. Thank you very much for listening, guys. Please do follow or subscribe to the show on your favourite podcast service and you enjoyed the show so you can be notified when our next episode goes live. If you want to chat live with us whilst we play video games, you can come find us on Twitch at twitch.tv forward slash the T-H-E part-time gamers and that is with a Z at the end. Uh, you can also find us on Twitter, Instagram and Discord. You can find these links in the description to this podcast. Once again, thank you so much for listening guys. We do appreciate you taking your time out of your days to listen to us and always keep on gaming. Thanks for listening guys and hopefully see you in two weeks.